me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to DC On Screen, episode 382. This is our super spoilery coverage of Supergirl 220, City of Lost Children. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. To recap, James deals with his identity as a hero with and without the, a suit. He's rethinking Guardian because he's just scaring random citizens in the suit, and he can't seem to find a place with a DEO until a lost Forian child needs some help. James breaks through to him and helps the kid find his people. He then saves all of them in National City by refusing to leave the boy's side. Meanwhile, Rhea is pep-talking Lena into Nobel Prize territory. Lena gets the portal working and Rhea announces herself and her dubious plans to Kara, the DEO, and eventually all of National City as she rigs the portal to let Daxamite warships through to Earth. Um, really cool shot, by the way. Of all those foreign ships, not foreign, uh, Daxamite, <laughs> Daxamite ships, ships coming through that portal. Yeah. And like Kara looking up at them. I, I dug that. That's a good shot. Um, yeah. thing was though, like, um, this was a 50-50 episode for me. Like everything with James, I really, I really enjoyed. Everything with yeah. Rhea, I just wanted to claw the screen. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, I feel like it is a, it's a sad day when the best thing in a Supergirl episode is a Batman reference. Which one? What was that? Oh, um, where James is talking to Wynn about how uh, Guardian is scaring people, just like Clark's friend. And Wynn does the pointy ears and goes, oh, yeah, I feel like oh, they're more frenemies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, I can't believe I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sadly... I think the other best part of the episode was Lena and Kara talking about Justin Timberlake and NSYNC. <laughs> I mean, that one made me laugh. But, um, no, I mean, I really enjoyed James's storyline. Like, he really is. Like, you can you can see yeah. he's jealous because he, he wanted to inspire, like, hope. And he's just scaring people instead. And, by the way, the, like, the first scene with the, like, the don't hurt me girl that's she's about to get mugged, she gets saved by a guy, and then she apparently can't differentiate mm-hmm. the guy who saved her from the guys who were going to mug her. Yeah. And she's like, don't hurt me. It's my it second or third least favorite trope ever. Like, just I kinda, yeah, least I, favorite I, character I, of all times. It's top five. I feel like it's the writers and the producers trying to go, like, look, just bear with us. I know this is weird, but we're trying to get out of the storyline because it's it's not good. It's just, it's always been one of those, like, I've seen it, I've seen it before that, you know, but I was trying to help you. Oh, don't hurt me. I just, so boring and so ridiculous. Like, if I'm sitting there yeah. and three guys are about to attack me and some guy in a, in a uniform, of all things, shows up and kicks the three guys' ass, 
I'm pretty sure I can differentiate which one of these guys is on my side. Yeah. <laughs> one is literally in a uniform. Yeah, I, I thought it was ridiculous, but Oh, it's whatever. bad. Uh, you know. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I get what I, it sets up. Like, it just, I uh, hate that character. I didn't... I didn't care for the for the James storyline as much this episode as as you did, I guess. But you know, uh, I thought uh, I thought he did a good job. McCad Brooks did a really good job. No, he did a great job, I, and I, I like the story too. Like he's he connects with his kid. Um, like he's he's having trouble figuring out what he can do to help the DEO. Like he really is just mm-hmm. he's it's a very like existential episode for James, and yeah. he he finally does kind of. The DA finally needs him. Like, John even admits, you know, we, we can't do this without you. And he's the one who's giving him guff up front. And doesn't really mean to be mean, but it's kind of for where he is right then. It's kind of mean. Right. So, um, yeah, like, it, and even the little pep talk later where he, he gives him a thing about, like, uh, John, when he was, when he was just, John Jones didn't know what he was going to do with his life back on Mars. And then he had the daughter and he was good at protecting her. And that's what got him into law enforcement yeah. and became the Martian Manhunter. That was cool. Yeah, that was a good line. It was a good good backup story and everything. Um and it I liked what what they did with James as far as like uh even later there's a, a scene with Wynn. like I I mean James just standing there shouting like I'm not leaving them. I was I was sitting there like actively rooting for McCod Brooks, like you're killing the scene. Keep going, buddy. Yeah. Um did a good job. Did a great job with that scene, I thought. And it was. It was a good story. He breaks through to this kid. Um he he manages to connect with um a kid who is so powerful that he like represents portions of the autism spectrum. You know, he, he's kind of like so closed off and in, in, in certain ways that that's what it reminded me of. Okay. Well, just diagnostically, but it, it's, it's hard to break through though to certain people. And like he does, and it's a, it's a real emotional story for me that I liked. Um, mm. and then even, even later with when like kind of cheering him on after, after they've broken through and the Forians aren't, uh, you know, destroying the city anymore. It's, what what does Wynn say? Like that's a hero without a suit or something. Yeah, I loved all that, and like he has a purpose, and I don't know. I guess they just need to kind of redesign Guardian's suit so it's a little more fan friendly. I don't know if they're doing that or if they're trying to work themselves out of him not being Guardian anymore. I like him being Guardian. I just felt like they were going to add some yellow and blue, and you know, call it a day. Maybe color it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But the thing is, like, I liked that emotional storyline, and then mm-hmm. y- then you go over to to Ray and Lena. And I just, right. I just hated it. I hated everything about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not a, a big fan of emotionally manipulative big bads. Yeah. That's not my favorite and thing. And that's on me. I don't, you know, just that. I don't really, I didn't really buy it because Lena is a Luther. You would think she would be used to emotional manipulation. Kind of, yeah. And I mean, she, like, the first time Rhea tries something on her, she spots it immediately. Mm-hmm. This is not a, this is not a dumb girl, man. I mean, she, she figured out something that Lex probably wouldn't have figured out. And that pep, yeah. that pep talk about like power and balance, that was just weird. Like, I didn't feel like that pep talk would have actually <laughs> resulted in the insight that was, it, this is Nobel Prize winning stuff. And she just talks about like, well, put yourself in your position instead of your brother's. Ah, screw that. Come on. This woman heads a, a company by herself. Uh-huh. You're telling me she can't like get herself out of her, her brother's mindset for half a second when she wants to. Yeah, that wasn't a believable storyline for me. And I, yeah. I mean, and just Lena's whole thing leading up to this is I'm not my brother. I'm not my mother. Yeah. And then she has to be talked out of being her brother. And suddenly yeah. she's like, well, I hadn't thought of it, but I would do this thing. That's obvious to fix it. I, I, just bullshit. I call bullshit on all that. 
Um, but you know, they this is this is one of those where they um, didn't do quite as good of a job of tying the A and B plot together because they tried. They tried. They you have the mentorship between James and Marcus, and then they're trying to do it with Raya and Lena. And I'm just like, eh. yeah. I mean, physically it worked, but thematically it was just way different. And it was because I wasn't buying that Lena needed her mentorship. Just wasn't buying it yeah. at any point. I like Lena and Kara hanging out is a way more conducive relationship for Lena than than Rhea being involved at all. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and they know, made that obvious within the episode. I was I was buying uh, Lena being manipulated. Almost as little as I bought that crap where Marcus magically found that place way too easily. Yeah. Because he is just like, cut to a scene. Oh, they're in the dark hallway. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I could buy that at least because like, he was watching James through a door. Like, he could sense him. So I could I could buy uh-huh. that he could sense where his people were. Especially when they're in mass like that. I could I could maybe buy that. Don't get me wrong. Maybe. It would. I think it would have helped you if they'd pulled in a line that says like, "Well, how do we?" If, if Wynn was like, "How do you know where they were so fast?" Like, well, they're all group. Well, he didn't know that at the time. It's like, well, it's a powerful connection to yeah. his mom. He knows exactly where she is. Like, if they had thrown that in or something, I think you'd have been a yeah. little better off. Or like they walk in, they see all of them, and he's like, "No wonder we found this place so quickly." You know, right? Yeah, something. That, that's something that, ex- that like explains the beacon kind of aspect to it. Well, the the part that really hung me up was that he said, "You know, I don't know. I can't tell you where they are, but I can take you there." What the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. How how did you get there then? Are you <laughs> no, well that makes sense though. Like if he doesn't know where they are, he just senses where they. It's like a compass. I mean, compass doesn't know. So they just compass doesn't just know when to turn left and when to turn right to get to the place. It just knows where it is. Yeah, they're just using this kid as a drug dog. Yes, yes. Okay, that was how I bought it. I was I was okay with it. Right. But they they pretty much uh, just Ray- let him off the leash and and said guide us. Yeah. um i guess in response to well last several weeks that we've had on the show randy sf45 on twitter says i think the supergirl showrunners are going somewhere with kara's recent behavior i certainly hope so i really do too because it has been weird and it's not like it's not the reason i started loving this show she seems a little spoiled and mean no there's actually a moment where um there's (laughs) the one moment i liked rhea where she's on the phone with uh with Kara at the time and says uh, everything you do is to bolster your broken ego and you you can mm-hmm. see Melissa Benoist's face just going like uh-uh but it you know with much <laughs> more articulation like uh-huh. it was a well acted scene for for uh for Benoist because like you could see in it that she's afraid of that too and I hope that's where they're going is I, I that's what I saw and I hope I'm not just reading in is that like she's a little bit afraid that she's just becoming this creature that's not really her anymore and you know supergirl is a thing and it's not really like she's not a grounded person who grew up in a family who happens to have powers and wants to help people she's just like this strategy and she has these alien embodied (laughs) kind of instincts of like i'm gonna go punch it and see what happens you know what they should do they should inexplicably uh have kara fight supergirl in a junkyard (laughs) why uh, <laughs> throw back to the old Christopher Christopher Reeves movies. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Matthew Ryan Cronin says, "So, Supergirl writers, you're telling me that the season two arc is the same exact thing as season one? What the hell was the point of the Cadmus stuff? Hopefully, I'm wrong and it's resolved in the next two episodes. But I'm and I'm I'm optimistic. I I don't think it's the same thing. I I, I mean, the last uh, 
last season it was like mind control invasion and this is a more direct invasion which i can deal with no yeah that's actually just full fully ships coming through like a stargate yeah i mean that being said like i i hate i hate terry hatcher's character right now not her fault she's doing fine with what she was given but i hate what they're doing with her because it's this emotionally manipulative kind of slightly unbelievable thing that's happening Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe she walked in and just knew how to, to play chess with everyone's emotions like this. And especially the part with, with Monel telling him that his, uh, his dad took his own life. Mm-hmm. That was one of the, I've, I was watching this alone and groaned out loud. Yep. Oh my By the God. Way, am I watching all my children? <laughs> when Monel was walking down the street and he, saw, he sees, uh, Rhea mm-hmm. come out of the building, I, I wrote down Monel saw Mamel. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm sorry, I think I'm clever. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, uh one other cool part of James's story. Um uh, like apparently he was emotionally closed off like since his dad's death until he met Clark. Uh-huh. I liked that. I did too. Like the 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 two kind of the two people that feel alienated, um one more figuratively and one more literally kind of find each other and like I, I like the idea that like clark's optimism uh kind of draws him out a little bit and james is a very optimistic yeah. character like he he's he's a, a shining light for the most part he's he's very rarely kind of a dark guy mm-hmm. he's one of the people that like Kara's drawn off of every now and then when she needed to like she needed to lean on somebody and find some hope she could you know always kind of rely on james and Wynn to be like no seriously it's, you're gonna save the day it's gonna be fine everyone's gonna work out it's gonna be great yeah i really like that man i, re- I really like that little backstory of uh clark and jimmy yeah, that was good. But I did groan again because I knew she was going to say it. <laughs> right. Welcome to New Daxum. I just knew. Mm-hmm. I knew those were the next four words out of her mouth. Yep. And I, did I, too. Uh, I mean, I like the ship's taking over. But that being said, like, I don't like her as an emotional villain. Yeah. But that's that. The problem is, like, I don't like big bads to be like an emotional thing in a show like this. It's. It, I mean, it's it's different when it's a a more down to earth drama. That's kind of what I want, actually. But in a show like this. I want it to be Supergirl versus somebody really powerful, like See, I don't physically know powerful. Like Kara is so Kara has the same problem that Superman does. She's too powerful. So I'm okay if it's done well. I'm good. I'm really good with an emotional villain because that's almost one of the only places you can go with a with a character like Superman or Supergirl. But when they mess with the philosophy, them, that's one thing. Up, when she's just messing with like mundane terrestrial emotions that people should be looking past, I'm just not buying it. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, so next week, it uh, looks like Cadmus and Supergirl are, and the DEO are teaming up. Why not? That's what it looked like. It's like, hey, we don't like these aliens, so we'll just fight these aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's get this squared away. And, uh, you know, that, that, that that's a little like last season, though. A little bit. With, uh, like, Max Lord being like, I don't like aliens, so I'm going to help fight these aliens. I'll forgive your alienness for a second. We're going to all come together. I think that's all I got, man. Yeah, I'm good. It was a wishy-washy kind <laughs> of episode D- for me. It was. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. Proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. And uh, find us on Twitter, DC On Screen, and Facebook, and uh, Instagram, and all the places. And uh, until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen! You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. 
You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you've instantly won 10, 100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that five hour energy and cut through your to do list like a hot knife through butter. Five hour energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary, must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited, message and data rates may apply. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.